welcome. You're listening to the Safety and Health Podcast by SHP. I'm your host, Rihanna Sexton, and I'm the Assistant Editor of SHP. In this episode, we hear from two speakers from Proud to be Safe, an organization of motivational speakers who offer talks and presentations on safety, well-being, and health at work. Previously, this was led by Jason Anker and focused on the story of his workplace accident and the impact it had on him. And I'll leave a link to his articles on SHP below for further reading as well. But this is now expanded with more inspirational speakers who share their personal stories about health and safety at work. In this podcast, we hear from Sean Toon on mental health, the effects of silently struggling and why communication is so key. We also hear from Matt Hazelton, who was a director at a construction firm when a tragic accident occurred, resulting in him losing his two brothers and two good friends. At the end of the podcast, I'll also have a quick chat with Neil Fisher, a client of Proud to be Safe who was shortlisted for SHP's Most Influential Person in Health and Safety 2022. Here, he briefly speaks about what it's been like to work with the organisation. Both Sean and Matt have highly motivational stories which aim to inspire and change people's attitudes towards health, safety and well-being for the better. It's a great listen. Hi Sean, thanks for speaking. Could you tell us a bit about your role at Proud to be Safe? How did you get into it? I work alongside Abby and Jason at Proud to be Safe. As a lifelong friend of Jason's, I've spoke for many years now in Jason's health and wellbeing presentations about how his close friends were affected by his accident and the years after. Jason also knew that I'd struggled for many, many years with my own mental health, things I'd never spoke about or shared with anybody. Uh, but with Jason's help and guidance over the last few years, he has got me really opening up about it. Things I never thought I'd be able to share with people, um, a suicide attempt, depression, Believe me, by actually opening up and talking about it has helped me so much. Hopefully it'll help others. I definitely think it will be helping others to, to hear your story and have you shared that with people. At work, when did you realise you were suffering with poor mental health? I was never a, a great worker because all my efforts were put into getting through the day, letting people know that I was okay, not letting anybody know that I was feeling how I was feeling. Even in a supervisor role, a good day for me would be nobody bothering me. I could just get through the day and go back home again. I mean, looking back now and actually talking to people I used to work with, I didn't hide it as well as what I thought I was. They knew when I was having a bad day and they tried to sort out their own problems, which only by luck, no one was seriously injured. Rather than bother the supervisor and go right down the, the right route, they'd just try and sort it out themselves, rightly or wrongly, usually wrongly. What do you think then can be changed in regards to helping with mental health in the workplace? Well, I think to things to change in the workplace, there's two sides to the answer. One is the employee. It's no good them coming to, to work with things going home in their own life, the incident or accident happening, and then saying, this is happening in my life, I wasn't really concentrating on the job. That They've got to be in a place where they can come to work and say if they are struggling before the start work. You can't use it as an excuse. If somebody is struggling at work, at home, sorry, explain at work before you start work. This is where your headspace is at the minute. And the flip side to that, not everybody's going to be doing the dream jobs, but if someone who is struggling at home can come to work and have a really enjoyable, productive day at work, you can go home in a better frame of mind. So if a workplace can be 
a happy place to go to, where somewhere you're not dreading getting up in the morning to go to. It makes so much difference to your day. I think that's such a great point. Workplace happiness can definitely make all the difference. What advice would you give to others who may be struggling with mental health? I can give anybody any advice who is struggling with their own mental health. It is open up to somebody. I know it's you hear it all the time, but speaking to somebody about it really, really is a weight off your shoulders. You'll be surprised what difference it makes to your life without having it all going around in your head like a washing machine to actually sharing it with somebody. It's massive. It's a, it's a game changer. And again, on the flip side to that, the listening part, so, so important. When I was at my worst, the first time I opened up to somebody was when I felt they really wanted to listen to me. It was to a friend who I didn't see very often, who knew that something wasn't right with me, and he took me for a drink, just the two of us, and he very slowly coaxed it out of me, what was going off in my head. And it just felt the right time to open up to somebody because it really felt like he wanted to listen, which is so, so important. And I offloaded everything to him, and that was the start of the change of my life. See, I know some people will want counselling, they want professional help. Me personally, and I know from talking to a lot of other people that have come to speak to me after my presentation, just offloading to somebody who really wants to listen is all they want to do. It really, really does help. So the listening part is as important, if not more important, than the talking part. Thanks for sharing that, Sean, and really glad to hear that your friend was able to coax it out of you, as you say. And great point there. For those who know someone who might be struggling with mental ill health, just being a patient listener is key. Moving on to what you currently do at Proud to be Safe, could you tell us about being an inspirational speaker? Since I've become a speaker with Jason, like I said about job satisfaction, knowing that I'm getting up in the morning to do a job that I'm going to really enjoy, have a really good day, it makes so much difference to the start of your day. This is so rewarding, the job I'm doing with Jason now. I'd like to think I'm making a difference. I know for a fact Jason does from what he talks about. But if I can be a little cog in that, it makes me so proud. Mm. And have you seen changes in perspectives from your talks? I have seen a change in people, even from, I'd say, seven years that I've been doing it with Jason. Now, because we're talking more about the, the well-being part of it and the mental health part of it, when we go to places, it is so nice to see people, mine and Jason's age and older, so 50 pluses, who are quite open about the mental health. Something, I say, even seven years ago when I started with Jason, you did not see or hear. And it is such a change and it is so rewarding to actually talk to people our age and older about mental health. I really, really hope it is helping. Thanks so much, Sean. Thanks for your time. Next up, we hear from Matt Hazelton about how a call notifying him of a tragic accident that happened at work impacted him and the lives of those lost. Hi Matt, thanks for speaking. Could you tell us about the accident that happened at work? So, our accident at work, I mean, it didn't happen to me personally, but it happened to my company, a company that I was director of. Um, I was director alongside my brother Dan and one of our very good friends, Goody, Neil Goodrum. And it was a day just like any other day. You know, I was at, I was at work, the boys were at work, my brother and Goody we were all at work. And I took a phone call to say that there had been an accident. I left, went to site, 
you know, and I, I didn't really know the implications or anything. I just, you know, but it, it was just a normal day, you know, and that one phone call changed everything. And we were working for a company that done a lot of pipe work for the oil and gas industry. So we were building them a, a reinforced concrete structure so that when they pressure tested these pipes, if they were to shatter, it'd be confined within this structure. Um, the lads were tying the last few bars on the top mat of the, the cage. And the cage, you've got to remember, the cage was 11 metres wide, 22 metres long and 2 metres deep, so it was quite a structure. And um, the lads were tying the last few bars on the top mat, ready to pour. This was on a Friday. Um, they were tying the last bars to pour on a Monday. And um, whilst they were tying the last few bars, the cage racked, going over and crushing them. You know, and it, there were so many people involved in ours, you know, it was just not very clear-cut. I mean, I haven't got enough time to go into fully, but there was a lot of stars that lined up leading to us having to that accident happening. Thanks for sharing. And what impact did this have on you? I mean, what was the overall impact of this accident? I mean, this had, this had a massive impact on myself. The accident obviously led to the deaths of those four lads, both of my brothers, PJ and Adam, you know, and the impact was something that is irreversible. You know, that one moment, that one phone call changed my, my family's, you know, the other families involved, it changed their lives forever. I can't even, it's just really difficult to explain how bad the impact is, you know, and it's, it's ongoing and it never goes away. It'll never leave you, you know, and it's, it, the impact is still ongoing today. You know, I'm now, we're now into the 13th year, is it? You know, but you, you now, it comes out in different ways. It manifests in different ways, you know, I'm now, you know, I've watched my kids grow up without their uncles. I've watched my nephews grow up, most importantly, without their dads. You know, and it'll keep having them. Not when they get married, it'll be an emotional day. You know, it'd be, it'd be incredibly difficult for my mum. You know, you see the kids being brought up. You see the boys being brought up by other people. You know, and that's difficult in itself. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, they've, they've been very lucky my nephews, that they've had some good people in their life, that their mums have brought in some, some good people into their lives. But, you know, it's still very difficult. It's even hard to see your brother's partners move on. You know, and they have to. You know, I, I certainly wouldn't want them to be on their own. But, it, you know, it manifests in so many different ways that it is so difficult to explain it. You know, and this this isn't you know, something that just lasts for a year, two, five. You know, this will be something that has an impact on my life until the day that I pass. You know, my mindset towards safety changed, for sure. You know, I was always the one, I was the risk taker in the business. I was the one who, who was willing to jump in that hole and get the connection done, you know, just to make a few more quid so it totally changed my mindset and you know now I really try and breed a good culture within my business. 
Such a massive loss there with four people losing their lives and so sorry to hear both of your brothers passed. Family impact and recovery is sometimes overlooked as well, so thank you for highlighting that. And what advice would you give to others in the workplace for their approach to health and safety? You know, the advice I'd give to others would be to really take take steed in their health and safety. Take Listen, really drive it home, drive that culture home, but drive that culture home that if people are brave enough to speak up, because a lot of the time it's the lads on the front end who can see the dangers better than those who are putting us out to work at times, most of the time, not always. But if them lads are brave enough to speak up, they must be listened to. And vice versa, if, you, if you're a supervisor and you speak up, you know, you need them lads to listen to. You've, got to have, you've also got to have the, the, the front and the braveness to put a stop to those works. So be confident in your conviction. Mm, great advice there. And could you tell us about being a speaker at Proud to be Safe? I've been a speaker at Proud to be Safe now approximately, I don't know, six, seven years. Uh, and, you know, finding speaking for me changed my life forever because it quite simply gave me somewhere to take my, you know, to clear my head. Once I found my way into doing this, it, it literally did change my life. There's no two ways about that. Had I not found this, I don't know where I'd be today. You know, and over the years that I've been speaking, I think that the, the industries have changed unbelievably. You know, from our accident, it's changed unbelievably. But, you know, even since I've been speaking, you know, and you go around, you hear people, they have different perspectives now. They're, they're driving. The, the drive within these companies now for safety is, is magnificent. And not only safety, mental well-being, health, you know, it's such a better... I, I've, I actually feel in construction, you know, and I can only speak about construction, that's my industry. Um, I, I think that we should feel privileged to work in it now. And I, I would say 90% in the people and the, in the labour, the management, the supervisors all really believe in health and safety and mental well-being in looking after their guys. And it's, it, look, I love construction. So I am a bit biased, but I think we're in a very good place and it's getting better all the time. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for your time. Now, we briefly hear from Neil Fisher on what it's been like to work with Proud to be Safe. Hi, Neil. Could you tell us about your experience of working with Proud to be Safe? I began working with Proud to be Safe in 2021 and organised safety events every three months and have used their services ever since. Safety events can be dry and uneventful at times. So what Proud To Be Safe speakers do is bring a real world visual example of what can happen when things go wrong. They have speakers for all types of scenarios and a real pleasure to deal with. Proud To Be Safe pride themselves on really making a difference. The impactful speakers are underpinned with a professional service. They're quick to respond to queries and supportive of our requirements. And I genuinely wouldn't want to work with anyone else for this. I've had a full range of speakers from proud to be safe and they all bring something a little different we've had people reach out and ask for help after listening to their speakers people who otherwise we would never have known they needed support the speakers really do make a difference and they make people think on a different type of level i've had attendees that have said they've stopped and really thought about their actions before carrying things out purely because of what they've listened to at the safety events with the speakers from proud to be safe 
To mark the 30 years since Jason's workplace accident, he'll be taking part in 30 challenges to raise money for two fantastic charities, the No Falls Foundation and Mental Health UK. Some of the challenges include climbing Mount Snowdon, the Zitwire in Wales and a 15,000 foot skydive. For more information on how to sponsor or to help take part in any of the challenges throughout the year, please get in touch by email, info at p2bs.org. Thank you. Definitely hard-hitting stories there, but with positive takeaways. Sean's message to open up to somebody when you're struggling, but also from the other perspective, a focus on being a patient listener to someone who is brave enough to open up to you. And Matt's message on the after-effects of an accident and being confident in your convictions if something isn't right at work. I'd like to thank Matt, Sean and Neil for joining me on this episode. If you're new to the Safety and Health podcast, please do go back and check out our previous episodes. Last time out, we spoke with Darren Ford, Head of Learning and Development and Organisational Development at ARCO, on inspiring and encouraging the next generation into health and safety. We also heard from special guest Katie Dell, who began her career as an apprentice and who is now a Safety, Health and Environmental Coordinator at ARCO. If you like what you hear, you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or where you get your podcasts from. We are also available on your smart speaker. Simply ask to play the Safety and Health podcast. We'd be really grateful if you could rate us and comment on your chosen platform as that will really help us get the show out to a wider audience. And please do stay tuned in to shponline.co.uk for the very latest health and safety news, where you can also sign up to our daily e-newsletter. Thank you for listening and see you on the next episodes.